I'm Paul Wiegraf, Director of the Delaware Division of the Arts and your host for today. Joining me in this studio is someone who's not new to the studio, Dr. Joseph Gonzalez, the Executive Director of the Delaware Contemporary. Welcome, Joseph. It's so good to have you here. Uh, Today we're talking about uh, the Delaware Contemporary's uh, involvement in a very important initiative here in Wilmington, Wilmington 1968. Uh, We've got some other shows dedicated to this uh, initiative as well. But the Delaware Contemporary's involvement in this uh, really takes on many different forms. And I think it's it's a great reflection, and I'd like to get into this with you, a great reflection on how the arts uh, serve so many purposes in our society, as well as raising our awareness of uh, issues that are relevant today, issues that have been relevant in the past, uh, our, our social consciousness, if uh, for lack of any better term. Uh, And that is uh, the Wilmington 1968 Initiative, reflecting back on Wilmington 50 years ago, the the National Guard occupation of Wilmington for nine months, an occupation that lasted longer than any federal troop occupation uh, in American history since the Civil War, and has uh, to this day sort of had an impact on how Wilmington views itself and how Wilmington is is viewed uh, regionally and nationally. Um, but let, let's talk about the Delaware Contemporary. Joseph, how did you get involved in this initiative, and, and what do you see as the prospects for, for you, as an, for you know, the Delaware Contemporary as an organization, and for the city as a whole? Sure. Uh, well, actually, I got involved from an early uh, community gathering at the Delaware Art Museum that was hosted by them and, and, the, and the Historical Society. And I believe that may have been where we first met as well. Um, but um, we uh, were presented with this this overview project. Uh, and it was the first that I had heard of it being new in, in my position. But I was immediately captivated by the the passion in the room and the stories there were many folks in the room that had lived through the 1968 uh events and and occupation and so immediately i I started to think you know where is our place in this as the delaware contemporary how can we contribute how can we uh help bring light to the history but also um you know look forward which i think was part of the call uh, to participate in this. So um, obviously, you know, as a contemporary arts organization, we work with artists of different backgrounds, uh, some uh, working with different practices and with different uh, uh, emphasis in their work. And it was very apparent that, you know, we needed to look at how we could focus on this idea of, of artivism, artist activist, uh, arts uh, and their role in critical uh, junctures, historical junctures, such as this. So, so that's how we were onboarded. Um, and at that same meeting, interestingly, I met uh, Dr. James Newton, who was a uh, professor emeritus at the Black American Studies Department at the University of Delaware. And uh, he had an idea, actually. And his idea is what became the inspiration and, and really the thematic backbone for our programs for uh, the 1968. And what are some of those programs you have coming up? Sure. So uh, building off of his initial idea, he uh, uh, told me about uh, Percy Ricks Jr., 
who was a longtime resident uh, activist, artist in his own right, uh, art educator, cultural leader in the Wilmington community. And he uh, most notably was uh, known as the uh, uh, director and originator for the Aesthetic Dynamics, Inc., which was a platform that he created to... Uh, in response, out of a response from what had happened in 1968, understanding that uh, members from the black community needed a platform uh, that highlighted their artistic and cultural uh, uh, vision uh, contributions. Um, and so uh, he uh, really became the, the nexus for our, our vision for what we could do. And so what we've got are um, the Guardians of the Image Makers uh, exhibition, which uh, um, has opened and uh, runs from April 6th through June 29th. And it is a tribute to uh, Mr. Uh, Percy Ricks Jr. Um, we also have an educators forum uh, and the topic is art as activism. We also have our 1968 call and respond colloquium, which uh run Sunday, April uh, 22nd, 2 to 6 p.m. And then uh, later in the year, uh, in conjunction with uh, Peace Week Delaware, um, we've got several programs, which include a free family Sunday, an uh, on-art open studio, and a, uh, a moving forward procession, um, which is about uh, marking places of significance, um, during the riots and occupation, but also uh, about uh, restorative placemaking. So we're currently identifying collaborator, collaborators like the University of Delaware, uh, Christina Cultural Arts, and others to uh, help us with that piece of our programming. Now, how have you identified who these partners are? Where have, where have you run across them? How do you find out you know, who else is involved in this? Sure. I mean, in some ways, the uh, uh, Delaware Art Museum and, and, and Delaware Historical Society uh, really helped in, in, in that way by being the, the sort of uh, conveners of folks uh, um, around the 1968. So really, it's been a natural outgrowth of, of those meetings and sitting with one another around the circle uh, and the uh, ideas coming to us and, and then the connections and then leaving those meetings and then thinking and then picking up the phone. So really, I mean, it, it, it has been organic through the, the process of 1968. Now, the Wilmington 196, uh, 1968 initiative, uh, I, I've participated in meetings with you on that. Uh, I've seen meetings with the university's new Partnership for Arts and Culture uh, and again, their focus is how can the arts bring about change in society? Uh, could you speak to uh, how you've seen that purpose for the arts evolve over time? Sure. Uh, I, you know, I've been uh, in this role uh, working in museums and, and connecting museums and museum resources and and. Uh, providing access to museums for underserved communities for, uh, well, I'm going to date myself here, but over 25 years. And uh, I've seen, you know, along the way, there, there are artists, teaching artists uh, and, and studio artists that, that you know, uh, come from communities or have a social focus. Um, 
and, uh, you know, to address things that are happening in society, to address issues of inequity, to address uh, sensitive topics, challenging topics like race or class. And so uh, from San Antonio and in Philadelphia and Houston and, and now in Wilmington, um, the artists, they're always artists who, who play a role in, in wanting better for their community and who are willing to dedicate their, their practice or uh, their lives or their uh, resources to uh, showing that through their artwork or through being community organizers or through being art educators or teaching artists. There's a small distinction there, but, but uh, the, the goal is, is creating or providing a creative outlet for uh, community members, whether they're, you know, primary school children or university students or uh, folks that, that live in underserved uh, neighborhoods or bringing together people from different backgrounds. You know, the artists uh, work to provide these opportunities uh, and get people thinking, get people talking about about these issues. And and frankly, we're living in a in a very divisive time, and I think uh, again, it's 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 a ripe for these artists and and artists who are coming up to, to you know to help us have these conversations, help us heal, help us uh, 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 with empathy, help us understand one another, and 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 the artists along with everyone else, you know, have have an important role to play there. Mm-hmm. So you see, the, am I hearing that there there are artists that uh, for whom their art is a, a, not necessarily a primary purpose, but a significant purpose, one of social commentary? Yes. Yeah. Yes. You've got an artist like uh, who I mentioned earlier, Dr. James Newton, um, who is himself a, 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 a well-renowned uh, visual artist and, and his uh, artwork uh, is political. Um, well, he has a range of artwork, but some of his artwork is, is political. You know, comment, commenting mm-hmm. on 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 black struggles or commenting on uh, uh, inequality. He has artwork that's beautiful in that uh, it's looking at 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 uh, you know Afrocentric uh, cultural expression as a celebration. Um, so you know, an artist that's working in this vein, like Doctor. Uh, Newton, uh, you know, doesn't just have to uh, create art that's confrontational. It makes us think uh, by being, I would say, blatant, but uh, they also create artwork that shows a perspective, that shows beauty in, in, in the cultural background, in the cultural underpinnings uh, that create and give life to, to his uh, perspective. So that's one example. Another good example is uh, the artist uh, that a lot of folks know, Michael Kalmbach. Mm-hmm. Um, you look at his artwork and you may not immediately read in its content uh, that it is driven uh, by or enacted from a political nature. But in his case, it's his process. It's the way that he works. It's the opportunities that he creates for uh, folks who might not otherwise have access to um, uh, creative resources. Um, he works with institutions to create opportunities for, for collaborative work on public art projects. So there are, are different means uh, through which artists are able to accomplish this. And it's not always just the, 
through their content. Uh, sometimes it's through the way that they practice their work. I know another artist in the Wilmington scene who recently had an exhibit at the Mezzanine Gallery in the State Office Building is Terrence Van. Yes, who has uh, you know some powerful commentary uh, in his artwork, and I believe he's going to be one of the presenters at your collo- the colloquium. He is. He's one of our collaborators, and and we're really pleased uh, to work with him. He will be on the panel. Uh, to talk about uh, the impact that uh, the events of 1968 have have had on him, also um, how you know mentors and other leaders in the community have helped to shape him as an individual, as an artist, and um, he also uh, we have a commission of a work of art of his uh, that will be uh, up for auction as well as part of uh, the uh, activities at the colloquium. But we're really excited to work with with Terrence and he and a cohort of other artists have been really active and and are um, lending their voice, lending their vision from their own experiences as as, uh, younger people, as as millennials that are growing up in the struggle, uh, but that have also benefited from uh, the work of Dr. King and Malcolm X and, and others and, and the local Wilmington uh, leadership and, and art leaders. Um, uh, so that's, that's, a, that's another good piece. And, and he kind of brings us full circle because he's part of that younger generation that mm-hmm. have benefited from, from the work of, of folks like uh, uh, Percy Ricks. Mm-hmm. I want to come back to the Educators Forum, but first remind our listeners you are tuned in to Delaware State of the Arts here on News Radio 1450 WILM and 1410 WDOV. Our guest in the studio today is Dr. Joseph Gonzalez, the executive director of the Delaware Contemporary. Talking about the Delaware Contemporary's uh, engagement involvement in the Wilmington 1968 initiative. Uh, this Educators Forum coming up on April 25th. What is the design of that? What is its intent? Sure. It's well. It's a collaboration between us at the Delaware Contemporary and Christina Culture Art Cultural Arts, um, and it's a forum which is geared toward educators uh, who are teaching at all levels. But it's also open to participation from the public. There is a registration fee involved, and we're asking participants to take part in an in-depth conversation around the subject of social change and uh, artistic act- activism. Folks that 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 are there will take part in a guided activities, which include an Im- improvisation activity with uh, Christina Cultural Art Center's uh, dire- uh, director of education Kim Graham, um, Carol Amar, an uh, artivist, will also be there uh, with examples and and workshops um, uh, that relate to it. And again, uh, these conversations will take part uh, against the backdrop of reflections on the social and political events of 1968 and and where we find ourselves today. And our Guardians of the Image Makers uh, exhibition um, will serve as a prompt of how local artists, both, like I said before, in their artwork, their practice, and, and in the way that they live, embody activism. Um, and the takeaways that, that we have for educators and those that attend are how to have difficult conversations around race relations, social activism, and the content of activist art, which can be uh, confrontational. Uh, how to make these conversations in the classroom effective, how to make them productive. Um, 
also uh, for the teachers and, and, and for their pupils or their students, how to develop good listening skills and, and understand uh, empathy towards different perspectives uh, on sensitive issues. Uh, we can't assume that everyone's in the, in the room is going to necessarily have the same uh, uh, ideas or experiences. So, so empathy and listening are a big part of, of the outcomes and the training that we hope happens. And of course, overall, to gain that deeper understanding of, of the relationship between activism, activist artists and, and activist art. I, as you're speaking, which I think this is a, a tremendous opportunity. Um, I, I'm thinking that uh, we're talking sort of about using art as a, as a means for reflecting on, but art can also be used in an active way of processing for yourself. I mean, I know for me as, as a theater artist, mm-hmm. My doing theater is really a way, you know, I'm, I'm not only conveying something, I'm often processing emotionally stuff, you know, for me. Could you speak to that as, as the creative process for the artist who ultimately produces something that is a social commentary, but what is that doing for the artist, him sure. or herself? You know, I've studied, uh, had the, 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 uh, you know, benefit of studying uh, political art and art in, in different social contexts around the world. And, and I have a keen interest for political art and, and um, you know, artists have a way of being able to crystallize oftentimes complicated ideas, thoughts, messages. And when, when we talk about the political it works the same way, and I and I think you know artists are keen observers. They're embedded in our communities, in our society, and so some people write, right, and uh, to express and have that cathartic experience. Uh, other people's uh, uh, folks need social uh, outlets. Other folks need uh, uh, communities of faith. Well, artists, uh, you know have a unique way of synthesizing these experiences and ideas. And, and for many artists, they have to do it. it it's like I said earlier, like you, you touched upon, mm-hmm. it is, uh, it can be therapeutic, but, but it's also a way for them to get out uh, a message, to be heard, uh, to be seen in a way that suits their ability to communicate and contribute to society, um, you know, a lot of folks think that that artists are, you know, holed up in in a studio making art for art's sake, uh, uh, you know, navel gazing, and and that's just not true, particularly for artists who uh, are uh, socially inclined uh, towards uh, advocacy and activism. Um, artwork for them is, is part of being a, a contributing member in their community and, and larger society. So it is important. And, and for some of them that I've talked to artists that I've talked to, they have to do it. It, it really comes from, from inside and, 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 and in many ways they, you know, it's just, it's what they're driven to do. And that, that really brings us back to what we talked about earlier, the gardens of the image makers and Percy Ricks and what he was about with aesthetic dynamics uh, again, for our listeners, we've got a little bit of time left. Let's go back through some of the events you've got coming up related to both Wilmington 1968 and some of the other 
uh, opportunities? Sure. We've got our, our call and respond, um, as I mentioned, which um, is a colloquium on April 22nd. That's going to feature Colette Gator, who will be the keynote speaker. And we're going to have a, we've got a great lineup of panelists. We've got Ray Jones, Avery, uh, Jamie Loper, who will be speaking on the tradition of his the legacy of his father and uh, grandfather and, and the impact they've ha- had mm-hmm. on 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 the their uh, subsequent generations. We mentioned Terrence and Dr. Julie McGee will be there as a moder- moderator. Um, she's from University of Delaware in the art history department as well. And this is a free colloquium that's open to the public. This correct? is a free colloquium, exactly. We do. We are asking folks to register, just okay. you know, for uh, logistical purposes. And where do they go for, to do that? They can go to our website at www.decontemporary.org, and that can be found in the uh, Wilmington 1968 series. Uh, you can also access it. If you go to exhibits and look at the uh, Guardians of the Image Makers uh, link as well. Okay, great. Um, one thing um, that I failed to mention earlier is we will be having a screening um, of uh, a film about Dr. James Newton, who I who I spoke about earlier, um, and that will be later on. We're pinning down the date, but those details will also be available on our website, but I want to make sure people know that that's uh, up and coming and will be another great opportunity to have conversations uh, around these these topics um, historically and, and current that, that, that we're experiencing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, in, in the 30 seconds left, what do you hope to gain from your involvement in this Wilmington 1968 initiative? Well, I've already started to gain. Uh, I, I've gotten to know a lot of the other folks that are that are driven to do cultural work. Uh, I've learned a lot about the history. You know, I'm still new to Wilmington, mm-hmm. and and so diving into the uh, sort of seminal uh, experiences uh, of 1968 have been enlightening to me, uh, and and they've really helped me to connect and 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 more broadly connect the Delaware contemporary uh, to a wider network. So it's been it's been a great experience. Great. Well, Joseph, thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Paul.